0: Today, on the Zabecast, my definitive final pre-opener opinion on the Redskins 2018 campaign. I'll play Ollie the Optimist, Reggie the Realist, and the Dougie Downer look as well. Drew Olson, the Big 920, will join me. We'll talk Khalil Mack, sideline reporting, slip-ons versus regular sneaks, and more. All that plus the Muppets meet the fish market. If you've got 45 minutes to kill, then buckle up and let's go!
1: <laughs> Here we go!
0: Wednesday, September 5th, 2018. Thank you for downloading. We are one more day closer to the start of the National Football League. We are also a couple days closer to the debut of the Football Five Ways premium Zabecast offering on Friday morning with You Are Looking Live, the complete, uncensored, original version of it. We've got Mr. X with his picks of the week. We've got Charch on Fantasy. I'm going to talk to Jeff Perlman, who wrote a book about the USFL as our special football interview on Friday, and we'll also have a college football insider as well. You can get it one way and one way only. Go to zabe.com slash premium and subscribe as a premium subscriber, and you will be part uh, of the uh, Elite. You will not get a coin. We're out of coins. I'm sorry. First 500 grabbed him up in less than 24 hours. I apologize for that, but I got people asking me, hey, if I, if I sign up for premium, do I still get a coin? And I'm like, damn it, this is not what I wanted to have. I didn't want you guys just signing up for the damn coin. Please sign up for the good podcasts. I appreciate that. Uh, zavecom slash premium. I had somebody, uh, uh, 70s uh, Mr. Uh, who, who was this on Twitter? I just responded to him. Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay. This is a tweet from Mr. E at 70s Rejoin. This is not gentlemen, gentlemen. I don't think. He tweeted me to say, Zay pulling a free Friday show and putting it behind a paywall is absolute garbage. To which I responded, well, just pretend Thursday is Friday and then give yourself Monday off. Problem solved. People are now attacking this guy. Don't attack, mystery. I get it. I get it. I've, 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 I pulled something back from you, people. I'm making you pay for it now. If you want it, all right. Uh, we've got Drew Olson coming up in just a sec. Let me go ahead and give you my take on the Redskins season. I'll give you a 3 fl- First of all, my prediction is six and ten, and I dearly hope I am wrong. I also acknowledge that there is no, there's no money in being right. There's no. There's no benefit to being right in sports radio. To try to be right is a sucker's game. I still play that sucker's game, though. I don't know why. I feel like if you're going to listen to me yak and yak and yak, you want my honest opinion. You don't want sunshine. You don't want just you know the, the, the party line. You want my take. If I had to bet on a single number as to the Redskins record this year, and I'm not going to say, well, they're about an eight talent, but who knows, one way or the other. Well, they, they could win as many as 10 if everything breaks right. No, no. You want a number, I'll give you a number. My number is 6 and 10. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong and I realize there's no money in being right, and I realize that I've pissed off a number of Redskin fans who are like, why do you got to be this way, man? Why, why, you know, We're 0 and 0 right now. The season unfolds in front of us with all kinds of possibilities, and you're there being Mr. 6 and 10 asshole. Fuck off. Okay, I get it. Here's here's what I see this season as for the Redskins. I see it as a patch year and a not a not a patch and pray. Pray implies that it's too much of a long shot. It's a patch and hope year for this team and this organization. Because what did they essentially do in the offseason? They kept Jay Gruden. They kept Bruce Allen on board even though Doug has been given more responsibility. They have brought in Alex Smith and they have nibbled at the edges of free agency signing a couple of guys, notably Paul Richardson, wide receiver out of the Seattle Seahawks. That's it. That's their, their free agency move. They did not go after big names. They did not spend a lot of money. And they drafted a big, fat stud in the middle in Deron Payne, nose tackle from Alabama. And I like that draft pick. And I like what they've done defensively. But it's sort of a case of the whole organization has said, It wasn't us last year. It was Kirk and his bad juju, his bad mojo, his bad vibes of not wanting to sign a contract. And it was injuries. That's what it was. So this year, we got Alex, who's happy to be here. We paid him, by the way. And we're not going to get as hurt. Everything else is the same. And that's what the team is hoping for. I just, I don't see, I don't see the amount of talent that they think that they have. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am. Let's go through it real quick. They're also, the Redskins, counting on a number of things falling their way. They're counting on, I think, upwards of 7 out of 10 things that could go either way falling their direction. If 5 go one way and 5 go the other way, then they're right back to where they were, which is about an 800 team. If more go south then you than know, those 10 mythical things, and I don't have a list of 10. I'm just saying, let's say there's 10 things they're hoping fall their direction this year. Of those 10, I think they need a 7 out of 10. It's a pretty high number for them to have a good season. 9, 10, maybe 11 wins. I mean, that's really the sunniest I can go. They're hoping Alex Smith picks up right where he left off under Andy Reid's system here in Washington with Jay Gruden. And maybe he will. I would bet against it, though, for a couple of reasons. One, don't disrespect the fat man Andy Reid and the offenses that he can scheme up. Number two. Let's not forget the talent in Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill, who were fantastic last year for Kansas City. Alex Smith is coming off career numbers. What, what is the history of 34-year-old guys setting a career high in numbers and then resetting those even higher with a new team the next year? I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air. You know the answer. It's, it's unlikely. Of course, Smith doesn't have to necessarily post career numbers for the team to be successful. They're hoping that Chris Thompson comes back from his gruesome injury and is every bit as effective as a third down back, a game breaking back, a screen and run back that can turn games inside out like he did against the Rams last year. That's a hope. We don't know. He was barely played in the preseason for good reason because he's still recovering. They're hoping that Adrian Peterson, since Geis went down, has it still and can be a full season back? I ask that very sheepishly. I don't see it. I see Seven games from Peterson, 365 yards, two touchdowns. Just what I see. Sorry to be a hater. It's just my honest opinion. They're hoping Jordan Reed can stay healthy all year. I am too. I would say if he gives us 14 games, that's phenomenal. If he gives us 12, that's about what I expect. If it's south of 12, it's a huge problem. They're counting on Vernon Davis who has been an ageless wonder these last 2 years to continue to be an ageless wonder at age let's see here uh born 812 no I'm sorry uh born come on come on dad, our lad's depth chart give me his uh birthday 84 34 years old They're hoping that he continues to be uh what he was I think that's a bit of a a bit of a, a hope right there Moses And Trent are coming off of major surgeries. They're both tanks. They're warriors. I'm not too worried. Interior of the line, I think it looks pretty good. Laval's the weak spot. Uh, Chase Ruye was the bonus baby six-rounder from last year that they really like at center. And Sheriff is a stud who should be a perennial pro bowler. He kind of gets overlooked just a bit. O-line, I'm not too worried about. But can Jay commit to the run? Don't know. Wide receiver. Now, this is a weird bunch. A lot of people still believe in Josh Doxon. I am not so high on Josh Doxson. I think he is what he's shown, and that's not much of a player. Maybe he'll break out this year, maybe be dominant, maybe be a 70-plus catch guy. I've loved Crowder as a slot guy until last year. Last year, he dropped way too many passes. He fumbled too many punts. I'm like, what the hell, Crowder? You used to be in my hot tub of guys that I love. Didn't have a good year. Let's hope he bounces back. Richardson? I've heard people compare him to a poor man's Deshaun Jackson. He has the speed. He was more productive statistically than I realized uh, when I looked it up in Seattle last year. He could be good. Keep an eye out for him. I'm not totally into it. Mo Harris, Cam Sims, Trey Quinn. Here's what's weird. Trey Quinn as the short, zip-zip white guy. The seventh-round pick. Mr. Irrelevant may play a bigger role on this team than anyone realizes. There is a weird spot in the toolbox for a white handsy guy on more and more teams. It's the Cole Beasley effect. It's the Edelman and Welker effect with the Patriots. Little short white guys, great hands who can run these little pain in the ass routes. You're not going to count on them to lift the lid and go downfield 30 yards and catch a touchdown, but you're counting on them to get six yards when you need four, counting on them to get Nine yards when you need seven. And they run these little routes that terrorize and just completely annoy defenders. He could be huge. And Cam Sims is interesting. You know, I see in Cam Sims a guy who, if he continues on this trajectory, he might make people say, Josh who? Granted, undrafted free agent out of Alabama, Cam Sims. Still, still very raw. But is seemingly the same type of go-up-and-get-it guy that Josh Doxson was supposed to be as a first-round pick. So watch out for that. Overall, it's a weird group of wide receivers that I I don't know who's going to be the number one. I don't know who Alex Smith is going to like as his go-to guy. I'm guessing it'll be Crowder. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch. So that's the offense. On defense, the the front seven looks awesome. Allen Payne, Ionitis up front, with Preston Smith in a contract year at one edge rush. Ryan Kerrigan, who is remarkably... Consistent at the other edge. Some decent middle linebackers in Mason Foster and Zach Brown. And some young guys who could filter up and uh, be factors this year, like Sean Deion Hamilton, who guys are really liking. So, I like the front seven. Everyone does on paper. Let's see how it plays out. Tim Settle, also defensive tackle from no, from Virginia Tech, has had a great August. He could be a fifth-round bonus baby. See, that's the thing. That's how you finally get good. You get these mid-round bonus babies. You're like... This guy can play. Ruye, our center, sixth rounder. Uh, settle, if he's good this year, fifth rounder. Uh, you get a guy like uh, Monte Nicholson, fourth rounder. Mid-round guys that pop up and become really good players for you. The secondary is a huge roll of the dice. Huge roll of the dice. Josh Norman is supposed to be the tent pole. He's supposed to be the star that keeps it together. Josh Norman looked Terrible in the third preseason game. He was not just not good. He was picked on by Denver. If Josh Norman goes the wrong way, if Josh Norman is a minus this year, uh uh-oh, look out. Dunbar might have plateaued as a converted wide receiver at the other cornerback position. I love Nicholson, but I worry about how he runs and hits because of concussions. He's said, they've said they've worked with him on ways to tackle that could minimize those concussion risks. Swearinger is fine, but he's more... Here's the thing about DJ Swearinger. After a while, all the talk, all the swagger gets to be a bit much. That's all. He's good. He's not as good as he likes to build himself. Fabian Moreau we don't know about. We'll see. I think Apke is probably going to be a miss as a fourth-rounder, but let's hope that that's not the case. Danny Johnson, who is a free agent, has really wowed the coaches in practice. DeShazer Everett is okay as a safety. Uh, Adonis Alexander not ready. And then same thing with Greg Stroman. The defense looks up front really, really enticing. And if the back end can hold up, hey, all I want is this defense to be around 15. Do you know if this defense can float up from the high 20s and the low 30s in rankings to just middle of the pack? That's it, just middle of the pack. It will feel like, oh my God, this is great. Special teams, we don't do anything good on special teams ever. Tressway is a great punter. Hopkins has a great leg, but he's missing more kicks than I would like. And Crowder's going to return kicks and punts, it looks like, and we haven't returned one for a touchdown in, like, forever. So there you go. Jay is a coach. He designs elegant offensive schemes. He knows how to maximize the talent he's got in his passing game schemes. I don't know how committed to the run he is. We'll see. Uh, how good will Peterson work with him? Will he get frustrated if he's not getting enough carries? Tactically, Jay is probably a minus coach. He frustrates the shit out of a lot of us, saying you know, when he does things during a game, you're like, why, oh, why didn't you do this? Well, how, how come you couldn't figure out how to win that game? Uh, the, really, the crowning moment of Jay not closing out a game was uh, against the Saints last year. 15-point lead with about eight minutes to go. Something like a 97% chance of winning that game, and they somehow figured, figured out a way to lose it. So that's the season. I think if everything goes right, if the guys they need healthy like Jordan Reed, if Jordan Reed's healthy, if Doxon blossoms, if Alex Smith takes to Jay's offense like the duck to water, and if Peterson is serviceable, hey, we're in business. If the front seven stays mostly healthy, if the back end does what it's supposed to do, I think the the, the most I think the most optimistic Ollie the Optimist says high end. For the Redskins, ten wins—that's the ceiling. I don't see eleven. I—I I don't see eleven. I'm sorry, this team hasn't won eleven games since 1992, 91, something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's a real stat. Stat of the day. Worst case would be yes, Jordan Reed gets hurt. Yes, other guys get hurt. Maybe Trent goes down. No, Dachshund doesn't blossom. Of course, Peterson is shot. Yes, Alex Smith struggles in this new system for the first year. And the front seven is okay, but the back end on defense sucks. Hard schedule. Worst case is four wins. They'll win at least four. My target's about six. I think more of these 50-50 things that they were betting on and hoping on, falling their direction, I think five of those, six of those are going to fall the wrong way. And then you're going to get something you didn't anticipate, an injury you didn't anticipate, or something that's not working like you thought it would you don't anticipate. That's what I think, 6 and 10. God dang, I hope I am wrong. Please, God, please, God, let me be wrong. Let us have a Redskins season. As I always used to say to my friend Kevin Sheehan, who I miss dearly on the station, but I talked to him the other day. He's alive and well. I say to Kevin Sheehan right before we start the season, I say, come on. Let's go have ourselves a season. What do you say? All right. Time for Drew Olsen, our midday host on the Big 920 in Milwaukee. I ask him, is he already with his money telling Nike, just take my money. Take my money. I'm ready to buy the Kaepernick. I swear to God, Drew, I'm not kidding when I say this. I might buy a pair of Air Kaepernick's. As soon as they come out, because they could be collector's items. Like, we don't know how this is going to go. How are we doing there, Drew Dog? I'm
2: doing great, man. Are Fantastic. You gonna buy, are you
0: going to buy a pair of Air Kaepernicks, and would you wear Air Kaepernicks around town?
2: Well, I'd have to burn my Air Monarchs first. <laughs> the, the old white guy mall-walking lawn mowing shoes, I have to burn to make room for them in my closet. But Is, uh, is
0: there anything more hilarious and stupid than people burning their shit, on a sports-related thing on the internet. I cannot think I, of anything dumber than that. In fact, that guy should be my fuck that guy for today, but I've got somebody else lined up for that.
2: That uh, The guy who burned his shoes while they were on his feet and ended up in the hospital? I did I, not see that. I just saw a tweet of a guy. Shut who, up. It almost makes me think it has to be fake. What, did he just pour lighter fluid on his shoes yeah, while he was wearing them bur- going...
0: Damn, Kaepernick, I ain't wearing these burned, goddamn shoes.
2: Yeah. Burned him while they were on his feet. And then there's a picture of him, and he's like, I'm in the hospital, and there's a picture of two burned feet. The tops of his feet are burned. I, I don't. It has to be fake. It has so to. how do you think this is going to play? for nike do you think this is going to be a home run or is this going to be a home run i think it's brilliant marketing on their part they know who their audience is and, and they it's think, going to rile people up and trying to make them relevant
0: again and they think that you think you agree with them thinking well we're going to lose some guys we're going to peel off some some people probably some yeah. older whiter uh elements of our demographic
2: but we'll replace that don't buy with shoes younger anyway. we'll yeah. replace that with younger hipper yeah. guys they, they know yeah. who buys their shoes people who buy their shoes are will say okay cool I'll still buy
0: them how many pairs of shoes do you have right now how many pairs of sneakers do you think you have oh probably
2: a lot probably six seven eight. That's not a lot. Drew. Oh, well, not a lot to a lot of people. But That's it's a lot to me. Not a lot. There's people that are shoe collectors that literally oh, have a yeah. whole
0: closet full of them. Yeah. I'm not in that camp. Okay. No. Because you can only wear I, one pair at a time. I tried to put for, two pairs on
2: at once. Doesn't and it work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. I love the the hot takes though. People. So one guy, one guy said, "Fuck Nike. I'm never wearing their stuff again." And then somebody pointed out to him, "Your avatar has a picture of you in a Nike golf hat." He goes, <laughs> "Oh damn! It's my favorite hat." <laughs> So and then another another woman, burn, I saw, that's it. I'm burning my avatar. Watch <laughs> another woman said, you know, you know, screw you, Nike. I'll stick with my Chuck Taylors. Unaware that Nike bought Converse years ago and that they're oh. under the same umbrella. Like you people, it just shows how triggered and stupid people are. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, people want to express their uh, their outrage. And oh, I'm you not- you want to boycott Nike? I guess you're not going to watch the NFL this year. Well, that's the thing. Now, what do you think the league <laughs> response? Jersey. What do you think the league's response has been to Nike as they saw this? Do you think the league knew well, ahead of time? Do you think that I, Nike went to the league and said, "Yeah, see, we we know you're your we're your provider of uniforms, but we'd kind of like to uh, feature a guy who is um, currently
2: suing you in yeah. federal court." So, is that okay? I I don't think they not. needed that but uh maybe that's a way of them trying to break their deal maybe they're sick of providing the jerseys for 150 no. or whatever they they have to pay to provide those jerseys and then obviously they get it back selling them
0: but I don't think they would want to break their deal don't you think they could I they didn't think they have so to either. bid
2: didn't they have to bid competitively to get the deal to pry I, yeah, it away would, from I would Reebok I think so yeah they, they did steal it from Reebok so I, I just I don't know what's at work there that's an interesting spin off of this I currently have, let's see. I've got uh two
0: pairs. Well, I got a pair of Skechers, I got a pair of ASICS that I have tried to retrofit into slip-ons. Do you know they make any number of systems to try to retrofit your sneakers into slip-ons because yes. laces are for suckers. I've had I've had the <laughs> the rubber bands, I've had loops, I've had other things. There's a number of companies that that make things you can put in there. It never quite works the way I wanted to.
2: Yeah. That's rough. And the slip-ons, that, that is, um, we do a thing on my show called Five Dumb Questions, my partner KB, and one of them is invariably, he slips it into his rotation of like 30 questions, but one of them is, do you own more slip-ons or lace-up shoes? How many slip-ons do you own? Uh, two or three, but they're not like athletic. Are they dress slip-ons? Yeah, they're dress slip-ons. Interesting. But then, yeah, that was his thing. And you know, the older you get, the the more you hate laces, right? Exactly, because it involves bending over. Oh oh,
0: God, man, my back hurts. Too fat to
2: lean down. This is going to be interesting, though, because uh, people are saying, "Well, Adidas, Adidas is a global brand, and they're in bed with Kanye with the Yeezys, and they've done well." But will this impact, you know, guys who run, you know, half marathons and stuff? Am I going to switch allegiance? People are loyal to their yeah, shoes, man. That's true. People, the
0: people that really do athletic shit are, are very yeah, loyal to if, their shoes. If you
2: have a narrow foot or something, it's you, you certain kinds fit better than others. And I don't want to be the guy that, you ever seen
0: the uh, sock puller-on devices? Yes, I've seen those. It's for hilarious. old people? Oh, hilarious. It, <laughs> hilarious? I think it's sort of sad. Like, this is what my life's reduced to. I can't reach down to get my socks on, but I want to be independent. So I've got this convoluted rig of sticks and grippers that allow me to pull my socks on. Hey, man, I I would think about getting that now (laughs) (laughs) for sheer laziness. Oh, shit. All right. On the Kaepernick front, do you think that he figured out a long time ago he doesn't really want to go back and be on an NFL team? He wants to forge a new career as a martyr and as an
2: endorser. Well, the ship has sailed on him, hasn't it? When you've been out this long, could he come back? Well, no, RG3 I don't know. RG three made a theory. roster this year. Yeah, RG3 the, and that is shows the you backup in Baltimore. And please, please, stuff the argument that the reason he's not in the league is because he, he's not good. He's better well, than Nathan Peterman and some of the people that are out there. We, we, we would
0: think he's better than a few guys for sure. He's, he's but good here's enough what we to play know. in
2: the league somewhere.
0: Right, but that's not the only criteria for being in the league. You have to show a, a want to be in the league. And I don't think – I think there's two things at work. I think, sure, he was being blackballed. There's no question about that. But I also think he didn't want to get back in the league, and so, therefore, he never showed enough leg, as I like to say, Drew, to get back in the league. He hasn't done an interview think about this, has not and, done
2: an interview in two years. And that that is also, uh, that refutes people who say, he's just trying to draw attention to himself. He's not, like, lining no, up for, uh, to sit on the couch. No, it's not attention though, Drew.
0: He could do an interview with somebody like a Tony Dungy and talk about football and life and protests and social justice and then detail here's what I've been doing to work out. It, like, he has not presented himself as a normal person to the NFL's hierarchy To their two standards,
2: years. yeah, well. Because
0: if you want to be back in the league, you would say, I want to be back in the league. You would actually put your voice in front of a camera and a microphone and say, here's what I'm doing to get back in the league. I don't plan to protest any further. I still believe in the cause seriously. I'm going to keep working on those fronts. But I think I can play in this league, so I'm looking forward to getting back in the league. That's what, what a normal person would do. He's been, a, he's been a recluse and a weirdo on this journey. And I think it's on purpose, Drew, because I think he
2: realizes this is a better career now for him. And he's yeah. going to get paid millions from Nike. He's a backup. I mean, the 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 worst thing that can happen to a backup quarterback is an injury to the starter. Because. Because you get exposed. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to play. Exactly.
0: I, I believe. Uh, I believe one of the best lines from uh, my buddy and fellow scribe to you, Tom Lavera, once said oh, about a backup lovey. quarterback. Lovey said he's he's fine. He's fine as a backup as long as you don't have to play him. Exactly. <laughs> He's my, fine as long as you don't have to my play. buddy, uh, But that's buddy what a backup's supposed to do be ro- there to back up when you need him.
2: Role players in baseball, my buddy Tom Hodercourt, legendary scribe here in Milwaukee, always says hey, there's an aspirin player, you know, good in small doses, but if you take the whole bottle, it'll kill you. Yeah. You play a guy for a month when he's, you know, hey, he's good for a game or two. Yeah. You know, good for a couple innings here and there, but you try to play him for a whole month, he'll kill you. Well, that's, uh, that's
0: like, you know, Brian Nelson on uh, Bob and Brian was saying, how could Foles, you know, not be good? And I said, like, how could he win the Super Bowl, and yet he doesn't seem to be any good? Eli Manning! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although Eli at least has more of a, long, a, a long-term track yes, record. Yes, uh, You Go know, ahead. I said that basically no, Nick Foles got hooked into a hot streak, and think about it. He won how many games en route to the Super Bowl? Count them. Atlanta, Minnesota, New England. Am I yeah. missing a game in there? Mm, I don't think so. That's it. Ding ding ding, hop skip jump,
2: yeah. I it's all, mean, it takes. It's all it takes—it's all it takes—is one little hot streak. People, that is not a long run of great football playing uh, by uh, we, Foles. We love the small samples. People are—I saw some tweets today saying that uh, Kaepernick got—you know—first of all, who did he get beat up by? Blame Gabbert in a mono mono oh, yeah, deal for yeah, playing yeah, time, yeah, and he also yeah. lost a Super Bowl to Joe freaking Flacco. Those are I mean, those is, are. Stupid, how does that have anything? That's a them. dumb argument. I mean, come right. on. Right.
0: But, uh, see, I believe, and, and some people don't understand this, but I'll try to say it slow so they can. I believe he, is both, he has been both blackballed from the league, and he has had no interest in getting back to the league. Yeah,
2: both of himself. those things can be true. Like I think they're a,
0: both true at the same time. People, they overlap,
2: and they conflict with each other, but I believe both of those yeah. entirely. You're asking people, to me, that's a sign of intelligence, to be able to hold two conflicting thoughts in your head at the same time and, you know, say that they're both correct. Yes. And a sign of horny, this, is to hold two conflicting boobs in your hand
0: at one time. <laughs> and, up. and enjoy those things. Okay, uh, let's talk sideline reporters for a real quick second. Uh, you have done this job that Yes, Maria Taylor was in the crosshairs for this past weekend with Nick Saban. Tell people about your experience doing
2: sideline reporting on television. It's one of those things that's uh, way harder than it looks. You did um, it for who? I did it for Fox Sports Wisconsin on some Brewers and Bucks uh, broadcasts. Okay. I thought I did pretty well, but they lost my number and I don't do it anymore. They, they have The Brewers use the lovely Sophia Minnert, who's yeah, much know, prettier
0: to look at than me. Well, that's see, that's the thing. And, I talked about this yesterday right here on the Zabecast. I said, look, no male broadcaster aspires to be a sideline guy. Nobody. No. That's not your goal. It is a job in which, and nobody wants to admit the inherent sexism isn't in it, it's a throwaway job where they don't really let you report on shit that you're seeing. Like, there's all kinds of
2: restrictions. Am I right about that? No, I, I didn't find that, no. Well, um, in the well, NFL there is, but I, I, other sports maybe not. Yeah, a couple. Y-
0: you're maybe not they're... really breaking stories like Woodward and Bernstein. So what are you? You no, are a human I... being that holds a mic and asks two questions.
2: Why not have it be a lovely female... Yeah. version of that yeah but they can report too. i mean i it's a little dip, bit different when you, i was doing the team like i was embedded near the dugout and i had a i had a direct line to the producer and i'd be like hey if you want to throw to me uh steve zabin's got his putting his spikes on looks like he's gonna you know the pitcher's gonna pinch run here And i would see stuff like that and tell them and sometimes they throw to me or sometimes i'd have a good tidbit that i'd gathered from before the game like what happens reporter. yeah i got i got great nuggets and i would hit and then it, it would be like uh, we can't do that. We have the car soup uh, trivia question to get to. We got a full screen and we can't you know, yeah, s- no time. sit on that. And then it would just die. You sit know? on and that. Would, and then it's like the moment's gone. Yeah. And then the moment's gone. And so there's, you end up with t- fighting to get stuff. At least, I don't know how it works at the network level, but that's how it was on the regional sports network level yeah. was, you know, but and I would get, they would go to me and if the game was bad, if I could help, you know, I, I would help. But it's a little different in those games. And again, they're, they're very scripted. One of the things I never noticed that watching as a fan is how much stuff is billboarded and scripted and. scripted like in between pitches and, you know, the, the trivia questions and sponsor reads and Tavern of the Game and stuff. that In they other do. words, the bread filling of a crab it's, cake that is a yeah, televised Yeah, it's, a, it's broadcast. full. So it was, it's, it was, th- there's precious real estate. And if I could say something like, if if you got a hit your first time up and then I said, hey, I talked to Steve Zaben before, uh, during batting party, he's, he switched to a ladder bat. He's using a, a 31 ounce bat now instead of a, the 34. And he, he thinks it's helped him with his bat speed and, you know, in these dog days of August something like that. Like they would say they could throw to me after the hit, but then they had to do the replays. And then they would, the next time up I would walk you up, which is what, you know, when, when you're coming to the plate, they would show you and throw down Let's go down Drew. He's got a nugget about Steve. Zim. Very choreographed. It's kind of cool. It, the job is challenging. And I was just always trying to get this, share the information that I had. And I'm sure that's what sideline reporters are doing, but they are the most you're in the spotlight the most. When you do that walk-off interview at halftime right. or at the end of the game. And those are always awkward and cloying and, yeah. Those are really the degree of difficulty to ask a good coherent question with fifty thousand people screaming and maybe a producer in your ear. Um, it, it's it, it's hard. I'm hard sure it's i
0: I'm sure it's a it's a bit of a trick, but it's not a grueling job. You're on the air no, for less no. than five minutes yes, total yeah. for a three hour game, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what is it about Nick Saban? Do you see that he can go from being perfectly rational and calm? In the middle of an answer, and then to a raging maniac like you're trying to tear my team apart from the inside. How dare you ask yeah. that fucking question?
2: My my take on that was um, he has answered it a hundred times, and apparently he he gave ESPN access during the week, and they were asking and badgering about it. That's what that's that's what the uh, Alabama defenders will say. Okay, but Nick Saban is smart enough to know that. When you're broadcasting to a national audience, I mean, I know he thinks he's the center of the universe in Alabama football is. It's really not. And especially even for sports fans. And when you're sucking in the national audience with millions of casual fans, they haven't heard that question asked. Yeah. So it has to be asked and you know, it's coming. So formulate your diplomatic answer and move on. Why lose your shit? Could it and be just that- give everyone
0: who doesn't live in Tuscaloosa a reason to hate your team. Couldn't it be that he's torn apart by the fact he's going to have to tell Jalen Hurts, a guy who's taking him to two national title games, 1-1, sorry, bud, but it's over for you. This kid, Tua Tagovailoa, sick. Like, yeah. you're, you're out. Well, he's in. Sorry, kid. Isn't that kid. the
2: coach's job? And if you're putting it off, like, and, you know, if you're trying to play both sides and keep them both, you know, isn't that I guess so. disingenuous? Like, coaches get paid to make those decisions. He makes a shit ton of money to make that very decision. All right. And so, but he could have had a politically correct answer and just said, "Hey, this was a great win for us. The, we need both guys. We need everybody on this roster, Steve, to help Alabama win another. We got to get back. I mean, everybody's. We got a target on our back every week. <laughs> everybody's right. after us, man. We we're going to need everybody. Both of these guys are going to play for us. Both of these guys are going to contribute to this. team. Well,
0: we've seen Nick Saban go off the rails at weekly pressers behind the podium. Of course, they are. They are the stuff of gold. They're comedic and, legends. And, like, what are you doing, man?" Talking about going, uh, he went through them like a shit through a tin horn, man. We gotta, we gotta get ready for these guys.
1: Yeah, and, and
2: yeah, and so that's again, it's a thing where he has so much power and so much, you know, and he can beat down the local guys, and then if he, he extends that to the national guys. But the thing to me is again, when you're on that national platform what reason is he just gave everybody who doesn't like Alabama or who doesn't know about Alabama reason to root against them. Ah. And maybe that's part of the maybe plan is uh, all everybody's against us. and Maybe that's what
0: they got to do. Maybe he doesn't care about that. Maybe he's just worried about the 96 men in that locker room that look at that and go, damn, look at how our coach will stick up for us.
2: Yeah. The coach who says, uh, treat women with respect, <laughs> Creating the culture of you know oh you're playing that card huh well hey Uh, well others have I saw that too this wasn't and people compared it to bullying you know I've been ragged at much worse by half naked men and sometimes naked men and I've been you know that wasn't really that wasn't that bad and she handled it great and you move on to the next question it's not like she was crying if it was like if it was like League of Their
0: Own. With Robert this Sportsbee scene, was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit, and that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game, and did I cry? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> and you know why? No. no, Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. No crying. Oh God, I love the I love unhinged. That. I love the unhinged world of college football. Uh, here's Nick say This is the uh, char. Uh, this is Charleston. Uh, they were playing Charleston Southern, all right. And here was Nick Saban going crazy. It's a two minute and forty second bite. You'll like it though.
2: And Nick, just in terms of their their quarterback, obviously has some Division one or an FBS experience playing at UAB. What have you seen from him?
1: He's a very good player. You know, he's a he's a really good player, and he does a great job with their offense. And you know, th- th- these teams that are typically the best teams in in, in their division are. Really good teams, I right. and Aye. you all may be taking the week off right. this Aye. week, but I'm not. And a lot of people take a lot of things for granted, and I get asked questions like, well, how important is it for the, the young guys to get to play this week? Well, how the hell you know they're going to get to play? I mean, what makes you think that you can just assume that they're going to get to play because you're assuming that the other team is not very good? They do have a Division One quarterback. He plays like a Division One quarterback. And they're very, very productive on offense, and they do a great job of executing what they do. And if we don't play good against them, you all don't remember.
0: Now you think right there he's gonna he's yeah. simmering down. You think that the pot has they've taken it off the pot. <laughs> the, the Nick Saban pot of anger has been taken off the flame, but oh no, no, it's still the on Georgia there. The Georgia
1: Southern game, do you? I don't think we had a guy on that field that didn't play in the NFL, and about four or five of them were first-round draft picks. And I think that team won a national championship, but I'm not sure. And they run through our ass <laughs> like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. Could not stop them. Could not stop them. Because we, didn't, we, we, we couldn't get a look in practice. We didn't practice it right. All right, And everybody said the All same right. thing in that game. Y'all took a week off. All right. This wasn't important. All right. All right, so it's not important to anybody else. It's got to be important to the players, and it's got to be important to us.
0: He's drumming the podium, Drew. Everybody gets all excited about
1: the beginning of the season. You know, you get excited about getting married. All right, but after you're married for a while, you know, you got to have a process oh. to make it work. Oh. Right, no matter what happens, we need to have a process to make it work in every game that we play.
0: Boy, now he's getting, he's getting real now, isn't he, Drew?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's bringing in marriage. About the whole Playing marriage the marriage
0: stuff. card. Exactly. And he goes on for another 40 seconds, but that's one of the classic ones right there. Shit yeah. through a tin horn. <laughs> i got to look where that came from. Must have come from the Army. Don't you think? Where yeah. you were shitting into some kind of, you know, tin horn. Uh, General George S. Patton Jr. Uh, This is a quote from World War II. We're going to go through them like crap through a goose, like shit through a tin horn. Yeah, What? what? I don't know what a tin horn is. I'm guessing it might have been maybe it was this. Maybe it was like early. It might have been the shithole in a tank. Or the shithole in a B-17 bomber. Don't you think that maybe those instruments of war had a little place where you could go and because if you
2: really got to take a shit on the plane during a long mission or in a tank what are you going to do that's that's true it must be a tin horn some kind of latrine outhouse type setup maybe it is jerry kramer uh legendary former packers hall of fame guard tells people that lombardi cracked people up one time he was in a rant and he said something about a diddy bag and everybody laughed because it's a funny word coming a from a, a diddy screaming attempt. Yeah, a ditty okay. bag. And apparently, it's like a, it's a bag, a, some kind of rucksack that a military it was used in the military. And but everybody thought it was a funny word. And like, of course, Horning and McGee were busting out trying to, you know, not contain their laughter right. that he, right. the coach, had in the middle of a rant, said that. right, uh, let's talk some Brewers,
0: shall we? Um, yes. Big weekend for your boys. You beat my Nats two out of three, Ooh, uh, yeah. and then you beat the Cubs on Monday. So you guys are are really grinding here to get this wild card. How do you feel about the team right now?
2: Starting to play well. Uh, they, you know, they were with a lot of body blows. The Cubs were playing really well in August, and so were the Cardinals, who are the Brewers' wild card competition. The Cardinals are the market is starting to correct on them. They've lost uh, three or four in a row, and they've had I think they've lost five of their last ten. They're starting to cool off, which is what happens yep. when you win freaking twenty one games in a month. You generally regress a little bit. Sure, and people sure. forget that in baseball. Yeah. But but the Brewers are playing well, and the fact that they went and got Curtis Granderson, and Jonathan Scope, and the, Mike Moustakis—they're they're all in. I, I dig what they're doing. Um, the path is there. If they don't make it, it'll be because they gagged it away. I think they have to at least make the the playoffs. Maybe not win the division, but make the playoffs in some fashion this right. year. So here's something that I got to ask you about. Uh, the long, long
0: ago, the producer for Bob and Brian was a young man by the name of Jeff Miller, a.k.a. Hawk. He's now, like all of us, no longer a young man, but mm-hmm. I keep in touch with him. And he, uh, he messaged me via Twitter, and he, he said, Two minutes of your time, Zay, because I respect your opinion, and I trust you. And he goes on to talk about Josh Hader being unavailable to pitch because counsel said it was for workload and rest. And then he details, he only threw 10 pitches three days prior. That's crap. Blah, 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 blah. CCC, Matthew, this, this, that, the other, da, da, da. I replied back. I said, I don't really have an opinion, but why would counsel keep him out? What is your theory? Hawk said, well, his claim was workload and rest, and my theory is this. And he went on and on and on and on. And I said, okay, I still don't understand. What would be the motivation to not pitch him? And I guess he was sort of like, maybe there was a conspiracy theory, maybe not.
2: Do you have any, any no. idea about this other than just he thought he needed the rest? People are uh, – he's been getting crushed for that. By the way, Josh Hader pitched three innings yesterday, or two and two-thirds, and in his last act he gave up a home run to Anthony Rizzo that almost lost the game. Okay, so my boy Hawk is not alone in saying, why the hell is he not pitching? No, that was the scream. People were screaming that from the top of their lungs because the other guys didn't work out. And So what is the Hader- conspiracy theory? Well, the council's an idiot because he put in a pitcher who gave up runs. Oh, okay, so it's just a case of it's- he should be pitching. Outcome based, yes, yeah. He ah. should be pitching. And the guy's like third. He's, first of all, he's really young, uh, 23, right? Right. First full season, big league uh, at this level, all star. Tweets, you heard about his tweets? It's been a oh, eventful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, eventful yeah, yeah, yeah. season for but the that's, young But
0: that's, that's down the river.
2: But like, there'd uh, be no reason not to pitch him no, now no, because of that. No, of course, that. of course. He, but he's been through a lot. But he's also like third or fourth in the league in appearances. Okay. And he's been incredibly effective. And what people don't factor in is part of the reason he's been incredibly effective is because Craig Council's done a really good job of spotting him and when to use him. And so, you know, it's just like, well, he should use him all the time. Well, yeah, I guess in theory... People, it, baseball fans, I guess you got to pull back from this football mentality. Is it the whole mashing the X button theory
0: of being a sports fan? Yes, like if X worked totally. on your controller, just keep mashing it, X button, X button, X button. Exactly. X button, pitch and then, hater, and pitch then when he hater, gives it up, hater, what are you doing? Hater?
2: Yeah, they want to ride it until, it, and, and Craig's trying to avoid the idea where the guy's you know suddenly giving it up because you've burned him out. Right. I I the World Series a couple of years ago with Chapman, remember that? Oh yeah. X button. You're right. Smash, smash, smash. Smash, smash, smash. So, people are barbecuing counts for this. And then here's the thing, like Burrs played the Nationals on Sunday in a game they needed to win cuz they lost a hyenas rain delayed game the previous night. <sighs> Did you call right? it a hyenas? Hyenas, yes. That's Court and I have this we you, It goes to <laughs> that's our phrase. It, it comes from my cousin Vinny. The, the the DA, oh, okay. my cousin Vinny, right. he said, these boys have committed this hyenas crime. and <laughs> we, we love the way he says it, so we, we exaggerate hyenas. We know so you say heinous. hyenas like hyena, like we the animal. Heinous. Exactly. As we, we draw it out but you do that But
0: you don't say heinous like hyenas. No, we say like hyenas. Like you're a tall guy with an anus. No, <laughs> an no.
2: no, okay. We're not minute Bowling that one, no. <laughs> but people were pissed because Granderson was leading off and Eric Thames, who was really bad in August, was playing and... Uh, Keon Broxton was playing, and then lo and behold, Thames gets a couple of hits. Broxton hits a three-run homer to give the, the to basically win the game. The it's Broxton like, homer is still traveling right now. Exactly, Holy and so shit he hit that ball. And People are like, "So where are those people?" And here's the thing, and I, I pointed that out. I hmm, heard a lot of hot takes about lineup. Uh, I guess now we'll have to. And this was in the middle of the game. The Brewers had a big lead. I said, "Now we'll have to switch to second guessing the bullpen because he's not an idiot for playing those guys who came through." Yeah, and then somebody hit me back with, "You just couldn't wait to say fans are stupid, huh?" And it's like no, oh, I don't. Fans aren't God. stupid. Fans, fans aren't stupid, but you are stupid. Yeah. Fans aren't stupid, and I wouldn't say that they are. But the thing about fans is, when I yeah. fuck something up, I tell people in the right. pre-Twitter era, my Hall of Fame worst take was that I watched Dwayne Wade. I was covering baseball, so I missed Dwayne a lot of his career, but I saw it. Wade. Dwayne Wade. I said, well, he can't shoot or handle the ball. He'll be a role player in the, NFL, in the NBA. I said he'll have the impact in the uh, in the NBA that Ron Dane. Heisman wow. Trophy winner from Wisconsin had in the NFL. You I was completely that, uh, wrong. I remind people of that all the time. We own our bad takes, but yeah. fans don't have to. They just like they no, just melt, no, no, melt yeah, into right. the back into the woodwork. Right?
0: They're like know. they're like uh, Homer Simpson melting back into the shrubbery. That exactly. GIF that is passed around all the time. I once said in terms of bad takes, I said I thought Patrick Ramsey was a young Brett Favre. Well,
2: see, we. I own once said those. I once
0: said that I thought Mark Gallery could be a decent. Uh, comp to Kevin McHale. Another yeah. laughable... Ooh. Of Because I'm I mean, like, tall, gawky, white guy. Sure, I see we, it. <laughs> all we,
2: skin and bones and elbows and, and shoulders. That's the difference. We spew these opinions, but we own them when they go off the rails and fans just like go to the next one and then scream. Or they wait for themselves to be right and say, see, I told you all the time, to- all along. Have you ever been on Blind the Twitter squirrel. account, Old Takes Exposed? Yes, absolutely. Well, no, uh, my take hasn't been. Oh, okay. no. I, 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 I follow it. I don't either. think I have. I'm I think I've shied away enough.
0: from making big takes on... Uh, No, I think guys of our level, if the take is wrong enough, they will show it. Uh, There is a take by someone in sports radio for the Jets in in New York market who said he thinks that both uh, Christian Hackenberg and uh, Connor Cook could be better than, oh, who was the really good quarterback instead? Uh, And and it was totally wrong because both those guys suck and they were both cut this weekend. So there you go. Before I get to fuck that guy... Uh, can I get your take on the Packers and the season in a um, nutshell? I want your unified Drew Olson before we shove off from shore. Take on the upcoming Packer season.
2: Having Aaron Rodgers upright makes everything right again in Packerland. Jimmy Graham's a good weapon. With Aaron Rodgers healthy, ten and six is your default. You got a chance to go. You know, twelve and four. Default ten and six. Yeah. You know when when Rogers was six.
0: upright and healthy, there was some tough sledding because the talk was we're relying too much on
2: him. Yeah, well. And remember what, when his numbers they, dipped because what were they, he was five and one when he went down last year?
0: Uh, might have been the year. Be, might have been the year before that. Remember, I mean, remember how he yeah, was struggling oh yeah. the year before, and it was like we're yeah. relying on him too much. He's trying to be too perfect with his throws. Guys yeah, m- can't I get separation. That. that was the James Jones hoodie year. Yeah. where you're like we got to bring we got to bring james jones back because nobody else can catch from
2: him yeah uh rogers is still elite and still great as long as he's healthy they're good is this team loaded but uh i don't know about you wouldn't call loaded would you i don't know that i would but they're good enough and they have a good enough I, i think mccarthy's a good enough coach to to again they're a threat to go to the nfc championship game are the vikings loaded I think the Vikings will regress to the mean a little bit Oh, okay. Will their quarterback be play? I mean, he's your guy. Will he be as good as they had last year? He'll be better. He'll be better? Easily better. That's a pretty high bar. I know. They got pretty good quarterback play last year. They did. He'll be better. And I also think what happened last year with them is they had what a lot of teams have, a charmed existence in terms of health. They lost their running back early, but everybody else was really healthy. Yep. And that market can correct. It's a cruel thing to bank on health, but... You know, so Packers. you guys
0: are still the team to beat in the NFC North,
2: says Drew Olson. Well, I would say yes, but I have to see how Mitch Trubisky is because that Khalil Mack pickup, the Packers, if they could have gotten him, it would be, oh, let's book our
0: tickets. If the Packers had done the same deal as the Bears did for Mack, would you be applauding it?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. If they had gone a little further.
2: Because the Packers. Let's say, let's say the Packers
0: I, made that deal and. Added they,
2: a third first rounder.
0: No, that'd be too much. But See, about, why, why, though? I look at the Packers' last 10 first-round picks. and not, I'm generally a, a murderer's row. I I went through this yesterday right here on the Zabecast. I'm like, the point of the draft is to find generational players who can single-handedly tilt the outcome of the game on the field, and that's what Khalil Mack is. You could have 10 draft yeah. picks. 10 first-rounders, you'll 10 be first lucky to get one. 10 first-rounders
2: in the 20 seven to 32 range <laughs> right you are <laughs> lucky to
0: get one but you know yeah. other first rounders are still good solid starters for you so you can't yes three is too much but let's say you did two ones and you didn't claw back the second for a third and a sixth would you have done that deal I'd so have done the deal, l- yeah. okay well there yeah. you go well those yeah. bears are
2: gonna get better i still don't think backers also risky, though look at the deal max signed, though can you what team has given out two deals like in a, in a week where you give rogers all that money and then to commit that much money to Mac. The reason the bears can do it is they're in the position of doing it because they're quarterbacks the common, on a rookie deal, right? That's the common belief, but I think that's when bullshit. you go in. I think why, it's, because, because, okay, who else pays to marquee guys like the Brew, the okay, Packers they, they, are they, phasing out Cobb and Matthews after this year. So they will have money.
0: Drew, but. if you were to give me the spreadsheet of an NFL team, I'd fucking find guys to cut saying, you're not that good. Get out. You're not that good. Get out. They'd <laughs> but, be a bunch of five to $6 million a year players that I would say we can get somebody younger, cheaper. So you'd that's money ball just them. as good. Fuck yeah, moneyball the shit out of it. See? I would have three or four stars and a bunch of scale musicians playing trombone that's, and
2: drums. That's uh that's oh, yeah. pretty much the recipe now though. I mean, but at some point you got to keep some guys like you know, okay, like your tackles and your you know, you have to you have to pay somebody. You'll well, have some supporting cast, but it's all about if Trubisky's good, the Bears will be great. If he's not, they, they'll they be. How about this? The Giants
0: know? have Eli Manning under a big contract, and they paid O'Leal Beckham Jr. How about this? The Rams, yes, they've got Jared Goff on a rookie deal, but they have paid Todd Gurley, and they have paid Aaron Donald, and they went out and they splurged on DBs this offseason. There's are spending Can be done. money. Yeah, Can be done. Here, well, here's your. The handbook
2: right. for spending money is pretty much written by your franchise, isn't it? Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> here, you want me are. to find you some money on the Packers uh salary? Uh, Feel this, free. Okay, here we go. This is uh from spotrack.com. Randall Cobb at twelve million. Get out. Yeah, he's out after this year. But get get rid of but, him now. Uh, well Okay. Uh, they got rid of Jordy for the same at, reason. Clay Matthews at eleven, Bakhtiari at eleven.
2: Got have Nick Perry at ten, expendable. Oh, Devontae you have Adams at ten. You can't replace those guys. Uh, you could you know, you can say that oh we'll find somebody just as good no and it's what you just said have four guys that make plays Clay Mike Daniels is at that nine guy. Bulaga
0: at Mike seven Mike Daniels is a field changer. Clinton Dix changing? at five Jimmy Graham at five Mason Crosby uh, are- Mason Crosby costs you five million yes fuck gone if I'm trying know. to afford Khalil Mack I don't know man Mohamed Wilkerson four point eight he's gonna be a reclamation project With the Mike Petton, yeah we'll Corey Lindsley. Four point eight. See, this is the range in the fours here where you
2: can get rid of guys and go cheaper. And those are solid glue guys that you don't have backups that are as good. Like the drop off from Corey Lindsley to the next guy would be big. Says you. Yeah. Uh, says we me. don't know uh, though. Says, says the says the guys running the Packers too.
0: Oh, suddenly you believe in everything they do. I well, know I, I believe, but I'm also drinking, saying man. they
2: should have had they should have gone and gotten Khalil Mack. because know that, that would have been. I know. I mean, he's the Aaron Rodgers of defense. He's sick. Yes.
0: He is absolutely sick. And uh, good for the Bears, I guess.
1: I'm not a good guy.
0: I'm the guy. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! Fuck that guy!
1: Fuck that guy.
2: All right, here we go, Drew. Who is your FTG for the week? All right. This is uh, Uncharted Waters for us, Zabe. I am going to fuck that guy. Kids who are probably between the ages of... Nine and thirteen. Oh my God! An FTG for children. Children's, what about the yes. children, Drew? What about the, the children? children? These are specific children. These are the children who stayed through the rain delay Saturday night when your Nationals played the Brewers. Yeah. And there were about five hundred people in the stands at the end of this game, which ended at like twelve thirty, I think your time, I think. Yeah. And they were positioned near the Fox Sports Wisconsin ambient crowd mic, and constantly for the innings at a time we're chanting in that adnoidy voice you know let's go Ryan to Zimmerman let's go national let's go, let's go and it was and it was the clap and it was it was like uh you know fingernails on a blackboard but I'm trying didn't... to watch the game and they didn't turn down the crowd mic and well, the fuck that guy
0: shouldn't be for the kids. It should be well, for the
2: producer he's of the part broadcast of it too, for not turning it down. Because the kids was don't Twitter, know that like, there's a microphone there, do they? I threw the. It was one of my most popular tweets of the week, and I said, "What's what's more agonizing or what sucks more? The Brewers puking away this game that they should have won. They led in the eighth inning before the rain delay, or this these kids?" And everybody was like, "These kids, these kids." And then I had a couple. I'll fuck that guy to the people who said, "Ah, they're just having the time of their lives. Why don't you yeah. shut up?" Yeah. Who has their kids at a game after a two-hour rain delay at twelve thirty?
0: Summertime, man.
2: Yeah, I guess. Last but, but hurrah, still? summer, no school the next day. Last hurrah. Twelve thirty after a two-hour rain delay. It's almost like that's what they should do to the kids that are uh, at reform school. Make them, <laughs> they should make them sit and sit through that and watch it. Is that, what guy it is worse? Was horrible.
0: Those what games? guy is worse? The annoying too close to the mic guy on a TV broadcast of a sporting event, or the stand up and block the camera view guy. Oh, that's bad, event
2: too. Uh, there's a spring training vendor who's really bad that when you cover a game, you can hear this guy, you know, ice cold lemonade like grandma made. All right. So fuck the guys who ruined my watching of the game Saturday night. Those right. kids. All right. Here's my fuck that guy
0: for the week. It's the guy who wants to wait until I am totally clear of the checkout register area at the 7-Eleven. Hey, pal. Just put your shit down. I'm done with my transaction. You can begin yours. I'm not going to fucking knife you in the neck. What is wrong with you? You're now making me rush. I hate that guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? You pay for your stuff. You're putting your wallet and your credit card or your money away. You've scooched your items, your chocolate milk and your donuts off to the side. But because you're not fully clear of the register area, he's sitting back there timidly like, I'm not... I'm not gonna step up right now. He he he's not done yet. Hey pal, just put your shit up there and pay for it. I'm not a maniac. I'm not gonna kill you. You're making me rush now. So I just say to that guy, "Fuck you." Oh,
2: it's a
0: very specific one, Drew. For more that of you, you,
2: for you, at, for more of you at Drew Olson MKE on Twitter, the iHeartRadio app, the Big Nine Twenty, the Big Ten Seventy in Madison. All right, buddy. We'll see you next week. We'll do. Alright, we'll end with this one.
0: The fish market meets the Muppets. What What the hell did you just say? Here you go. A fishmonger in Kuwait has been closed down for sticking adhesive googly eyes on his fish to make them appear fresh.
2: Awesome! <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's the fish being sold, and there's the before picture with the plastic Google eye on the fish, and then there's the picture with the Google eye moved just to the side, and it's like, ugh, ugh, that fish is rotten right there. (laughs) That is so great. Never would have thought, oh, yeah, let's just put the Google eyes on there. Do you think that maybe if someone got duped and they bought the fish, and they're like, oh, this fish is great. Here, pass me the eyeball. I, I love the eyeball the best. I want to... I broke a tooth. What the hell? It's a Google eye. It's not a fresh fish. Of course, being in an Islamic Middle East Gulf state, I don't know what it is like in Kuwait. Maybe it's not as bad as Saudi Arabia. I can only imagine the punishment for this fishmonger is like a thousand lashes with a dead trout. Good luck to that guy, but beware. Make sure when you go to your local supermarket here in America, you just, just touch the eye. Just boop, 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 touch the eye. Make sure it's not a Google eye. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thank you for listening. Download the free ZabeCast app wherever your apps are sold or distributed. It doesn't cost any money. It's free. Subscribe as a premium member by going to Zabe.com slash premium. Tell two friends. And thank you for the support. And always remember if you really want to cause a stir with your footwear, buy some British Knights. Yes, they still exist. And roll out with those. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.